With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Scatter Chatter Radio. Uh, tonight, my co-host will not be available. He may join us. Don't know. Big Willie. Um, he has some things he had to take care of. But uh, for this episode and following episodes, please leave your comments, share, talk about it. Let us know your likes and dislikes, and we'll try to fulfill them. Uh, tonight's guest, we have Miss Ola of Ola TV. We're going to be talking about the differences between Native Africans and African Americans in the United States and maybe possibly outside of it. So, uh, Miss Ola, if you could please introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Olaumi Oyedeji. Well, everyone calls me Ola. Um, basically, I'm a <laughs> presenter, a <laughs> producer, recently a director from New York Film Academy. Um, I'm also a content creator and basically a serial entrepreneur. Okay. I just like to say all right, I'm a so serial t- entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, of course, aren't we all? Tell, tell us about your show. The audience, tell us about your show. How does it work and your content and stuff? Oh, well, there are actually two shows at the moment. The first is okay. Try My Job, which is about... Uh, about eight years old now. Try My Job is a reality TV show where we get celebrities to swap jobs with their fans for a day. Um, and not just celebrities, basically anyone that is influential across the world. We recently just got featured on CNN. Um, the oh, second nice. show. Which is, <laughs> thank you. The second show, which is the one you know a lot about, is the Ola Show, which is basically a talk show where we get to deal with various issues across the world also, just like you're doing. It's just that ours is TV, and so it's airing in Nigeria, and then you can also catch it on YouTube, on Ola TV on YouTube. That is O-L-A-H TV on YouTube. Okay. And what kind of guests were you looking for? I don't know, maybe somebody might want to, like, reach out to you from our show. Like, what kind of guests would you be looking for if you're looking for future guests? Yeah, okay, so looking at everything that is happening presently, um, the next episode, I'd like to interview a white person and a very, well, an influential white person and an influential black person, just so that we can hear both sides of the story. What, how do you feel? Why, why do we have what is going on presently? Why do we have so much injustices? Why the racism? Why are we dealing with things that we've dealt with over 100 years ago? So basically, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, and hopefully no one gets to punch each other, 
during the interview. <laughs> you're, you're highly welcome. <laughs> how okay? So I want you to tell people how they can reach out to you and like repeat it twice so that they can reach out to you if they want to okay, be a guest on your show. Um, I think one of the easiest ways to reach out to us would be um, on Instagram. My personal Instagram handle is h-o-n-dot-o-l-a-h. That's Honorable Dot Ola on Instagram. Um, the company handle is O-L-A-H-T-V. That is Ola TV on Instagram. Or you send an email to Vision Media Concepts, which is V-I-E-S-A-N-M-E-D-I-A Concepts, C-O-N-C-E-P-T at gmail.com. All right. So you just send us an All email right. and we'll take it up from there. Okay. So there it is, audience. If anybody wants to reach out to Ola and be on our show, Go ahead and uh, feel free to reach out to her. And also on the cover art for the show, her IG is there too, so you can like get it there as well. So uh, Ola, let's uh, let's get into the, the interview and let's talk about some things. Um, so, which country in Africa are you from? And tell us what it's like there, and maybe the differences between the U.S. and there. Okay, I'm from Nigeria, proudly Nigerian. And Nigeria is a beautiful country, really. I believe we're really blessed in Nigeria. We have virtually everything we need going for us. We're just hoping that we have better leaders, which I think is the same complaint across the world. It's not particularly unique to us. But basically, Nigeria is beautiful. We have every single thing you can think of. I don't think there's hardly anything you guys have in the U.S. that we don't have in Nigeria. Um, (laughs) We're not hopping on trees like people think. (laughs) 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 We are very well read Uh and very open. We're, We're very welcoming. I mean, Nigeria is one of the countries that as a foreigner, when you come in, you would be accepted you will be welcomed probably even celebrated we're very welcome okay we're we're good people basically okay so wait i know this is going to be weird but like this leads me kind of into the second question but i'm going to ask you this question before that like okay so most people think when you say not you're from nigeria and i really want to clear this up like they think the the internet scams what is your take on that? You know what I'm talking about. You probably get them, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Okay, so here's the thing. We have bad people everywhere in the world. Yeah. Okay. It's just unfortunate that we haven't been able to manage our PR as good as we should have. Okay. We have scammers in America. I mean, I've gotten so many scam emails and text messages since I've been here. So it's not it's not oh, peculiar wow. to Nigeria. It's not unique to Nigeria. It is everywhere in the world. It's just unfortunate that we're not managing our PR as well as we should, basically. Oh, okay. But the truth is, the average Nigerian is a good person. You might get unlucky, and maybe the first set of people you meet might happen to be the bad ones. But if you're smart enough, if you're careful, Nigerians are actually very good people. Trust me. I'm not okay. saying that because I'm in Nigeria, and I'm saying that because when you get to Nigeria, you would experience it. 
So wait, you're not trying to control your PR right now on our show, are you? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm not. It's just the thing. I think it's just the thing where you have front stars everywhere in the world in America. It's the same way you have front stars in Nigeria. It's okay. just that we tend to. Okay, so we have people that tend to make a joke out of it. And so it becomes a major thing in the media because, yeah, people are looking for content and all they can think of is the Internet fraud and just making it content, not knowing the repercussion it has on the country's image at large. Mm. But aside okay. that, the average Nigerian, should be told, isn't, isn't a bad person. Okay. All right. I'll take yeah. that. All right, so then which leads into my next question. Uh, what is your take on relations between Native Africans and African Americans here in the States, maybe even abroad? Like, how do you see us getting along? Like, what what does that look like for you, or what have you seen? Well, I think that the basic thing that divides us would be our foundation and our experiences. So we okay. had two different experiences where, I mean, for us, for Native Africans, we're tied to our roots. We know where our villages are. We know mm-hmm. where exactly we're from. A lot of African Americans have no idea where exactly they're from. People, a lot of them do not even know where their, their roots are. And so it's a bit difficult to say, okay, this and this is what ties us or what separates us. I just know that because there's a foundational issue, there is some sort of a divide that shouldn't be there in the first place. Okay. Yeah. So for us in Nigeria, we're very big on respect. We're very big on morals. We're very big on country. Which okay. is one of the things that makes people say that it takes a village to raise a child. And so you hardly but find you a child. But you got to take that literal. <laughs> I mean, I mean no, literal. I mean, like, not just... We're not just talking about, like, you know, we're talking about the village. Not, not making fun. It's being very objective. Yeah. Like, because here, like, we yeah. say that, but we don't mean it. Yeah. And it's very few of us that actually mean it and follow up with that, yeah. right? But yeah. in your case, and even from me, you know, having friends from different ethnic groups, and especially from Native Africa, like, family is family. So, like, when, like, a, a Nigerian or a family from Ghana or something, they get together – they'll actually start bonding and, like, trading, you know, what they learned, and they create, like, a small network, and they stay tightly knit. Like us, we're just like, yeah. okay, what what can I find or can I? how can I take advantage? Or it's not really – so it's not so – it's not a strong bond that we form. And I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily – I'm not making fun. It's like, like I said, like, you guys take it – like, you guys know where you're from. <laughs> you know who it is. You know exactly where to fit in and where not to fit in. So, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's very interesting. You brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and those are the little things that actually get to transcend into or translate into how you behave as an adult, because you already know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. You know that if I mess up, the entire community is coming from me. Even if not the entire community, your immediate family will be on your case. Like a child goes out or you have a family gathering and the child misbehaves, trust me, the aunties would have beaten the child before the mother of the child. (laughs) 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 Those are the things that kind of, I think those things help us to 
kind of look out for each other. It helps us to always remember where we're from. It helps us to always know that, okay, these are the things we should do as human beings. These are the things we should do because we're from this particular place. These are the things we should look out for. And naturally, it just transcends to looking out for each other. And so you mm. you kind of grow up learning to be your brother's keeper. Yeah, I see that. I yeah. get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So it's like you're carrying like the, the... Yeah, because for those that have, for black Americans that have lived all their lives here, you don't get this kind of cultural values imbibed in them. It's a mix of, okay, this is the Western world, this is this, this is how things are done here. I can't be bothered about what happens to X, Y, Z and all of that. So it's a bit difficult trying to, it's a bit difficult for both um, parties to kind of understand how to sort of relate with each other. And so I hear people say that African Africans, Native Africans actually think or look down on black Americans and I'm like, why? <laughs> like it really doesn't make sense to me. But then when they break it down, they say, Okay, the average African comes here and has a mission. Yeah, he knows what he wants to do and he's going for it. But the native um, the black American has been here. He's used to the system. He has the whatever comes with the system, the perks and the extras or whatever else comes with the system that he or she is not happy with. And so as a result of that, there is kind of laxity in the way they would approach things. And so when you find a Native African coming to America and all he has is a vision and he says, okay, I want to achieve this in 10 years, which also is because there is a huge divide in our currencies. And so the American dollar would stretch in Nigeria and it would go far in other countries. And so when mm. they come here and say, okay, I'm coming to America, I want to make dollars, I want to make X, Y, Z millions of dollars so that when I get back home, I can build a city, I can build this, I can do that. And so they're really not here to smile. <laughs> There's really no time to say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make friends. I want to be bothered about what is really not their business because they're here. They have a mission. But the average Black American already has had virtually all the perks he's had here all his life. Would just think that okay, this other person is not respecting me as they should. Is looking down on me. Is thinking I'm lazy and all of that. But I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just the fact that both parties have different upbringings different transitions. I think the average Nigerian yeah. is goal oriented. Yeah. We very goal oriented. Yeah. And we want to get what we want to get. Right. And that's it. But maybe yeah. the average black American is just slow, steady, chilling, taking it easy, he's okay with whatever he's got and you know, he wants to live a good life. Which should be told it's See, these two things are not bad. It's how you're able to manage both and how you're able to right. deal with each other and understand each other that is important. Right, right. But a lot of people don't pay attention to how the other person feels. And also the things that affect the black American would not affect the African. The same things that sometimes I even think 
that a lot of young people these days are spoiled. Because the same things that are really not things we think about back at home. I know that there are mm. mental health issues and it's really important, but they're just things that we feel like one nice whooping would have sorted it out as a child. <laughs> but because that didn't happen, <laughs> it, it just continued to manifest in something else. <laughs> so they're just things. So you're saying one, one good crazy. swipe of the shoe would straighten it all out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so those are just basic little things that, you know, just makes a huge difference eventually. Okay. That's it. Wow. Okay. Uh, so since you've been in America, do you tend to gravitate towards people from uh, Native Native Africa or to people in America? And what's your experience with them? Uh, personally, I think that I've had friends from different cultures. I've okay. been able to communicate with people from diverse countries. Reason being that I think the whole essence of traveling is learning, is education. Uh-huh. So you, the whole idea is to learn about other people's culture, understand how they feel, know what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And in the process, you also learn not to lose yourself. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm kind of indifferent. I've had so many friends from different parts. I've not been able to say the majority of my friends are black or white or nah. <laughs> I just have different friends from different parts. But a lot of the people that have been really, really nice to me have been black Americans. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Do you think, is there, is there, I don't know if there, is there necessarily a reason for that or, or how you, is there a reason to feel that way? Or, or, okay. It's just, they're just nice people. Can you, it just has to do with their personality, basically. So okay. people are different. Individuals would always be Joe, irrespective of what the society throws at them. So you'd always still have the very good ones who would be really cool and, you know, who would just go all the way for you. And thank God I've been lucky enough to have those people on my side. Yeah. That, that's always good. So thank you. Uh, touching on all those things, like, um, do you think there's any way that you see uh, we can be unified, the the Native African people and African Americans here in the United States or abroad? Yes, I think so. I was having this conversation with my friend this afternoon, and you know, oh, there's so many things that have come to my mind, especially with the recent killing of George Floyd and all of that. And then I've been thinking, how can we make this right? How can we fix it long term, not just short term? And, you know, I think that first things first, it's a personal thing. It starts with Mm -hmm. you and I. The Mm -hmm. basic human being should learn to love and respect one another. If you have Mm -hmm. that as your personal um, not necessarily a personal goal, but as a personal principle, it wouldn't. It would be difficult for you to be in a place where you would have to abuse your power, or you'd have to mm. do something bad to another person. 
if the primary thing on your mind, if the primary thing at the back of your mind is love and respect, no matter how bad the situation is, you would want to do it right. You would want to ensure everything goes as it should go. And so one thing we should all learn to do if we must be united is to love each other. First things first. We all have our differences. We all have our issues. We all have things that we're dealing with personally. But if we decide that love will reign first above every other thing, then we'll find a way to start to have these conversations and figure out how to work together. So when we talk about, like, loving people outside of ourselves, shouldn't we start with ourselves first and learn what that is? Because, I mean, love to somebody could mean, like, throwing a can at someone's head or and laughing, and that's like, ah, I love you because I threw a can at your head. Like, what is that? <laughs> Shouldn't it be us? Right? I mean, should it, should it be loving ourselves first and then loving externally? Yeah, truth is you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't love okay. yourself first as, as an individual, you can't love someone else. There's no but, no fast rules to this. If, so if the question is, like, what does that look like objectively and universally? Else. Not subjectively. Like, what does that look like? Can you say that again? I said, what does that look like, uh, like, objectively, like, across the board? Because, you know, the subjective love, like I said, is like the can chucking upside someone's head and be like, ah, I love you, man. And then someone's left with a bruise versus, like, you know, I care, I love myself, and, you know, I want to see the best for myself. Maybe that might be like an objective way of self-love, and then you take that and like transpire that externally to someone else. Yeah, I think Maybe a lot of it. things that people, I think that a lot of what people call love isn't love. Okay. That's it. There's okay. a way you can see a can chopping on someone's head and you start laughing and you say you love the person. That is so not love, really. So it's right. important to get to understand what this means first, apply it to ourselves, and then start to apply it to other people. And not just black people, white people, green people, if there are green people, anybody basically. <laughs> because one basic thing we have in common <laughs> is we have red blood flowing through our veins. And so it's uh-huh. important for us to understand that no matter what the color of our skin is, it still doesn't make us any different. The truth is, if you're going for a scan, for instance, if you go for a scan, do you know that your skeleton and the other person's skeleton is the same thing? Like the structure and everything. Yeah, so by the time you remove yeah. the flesh, the fat and maybe the muscles and everything, we all have virtually the same bone structure. So widely, if we as a race learn to love ourselves and look out for each other, I think the big picture will be good. Okay. That sounds like something that we can can work with. Go ahead. Yeah, because even in the wake of everything that is happening, one of the things that I've expected was for African leaders to rise up and do something about this and just start Mm -hmm. to say, okay, in as much as black Americans cannot trace their roots back home, we share the same skin color. We need to stop all of this across the world. It's not just in America. The places in Europe where people experience this also. 
So I think right. it's high time that African leaders come together, unified, and say, we're putting an end to this. And start to call people, a, and start to make big, people responsible for what they do. Do you think it's like kind of like a pandemic problem, something that the WHO should step in and address? <laughs> well, I think that um, I'm not sure if it's a WHO thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure if that is a WHO. I don't I don't know if it falls under their portfolio, but if it does, then they should address it. Really, mm-hmm. if it falls under the portfolio of the WHO, the ECOWAS, and other organizations, they should rise up and address this. United Nations should actually rise up and address this. Yeah, yeah, like the the bigger organizations, because yeah. it, it seems like it's a it seems like it's a global thing. I don't even I'm not aware. I'm not sure, but I don't think it's even – I don't think it's happening in Africa, but more so the atrocities are people coming in from other continents and countries and abusing Africa for its resources. That's the thing that I'm thinking okay. about, not necessarily police brutality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the truth is right from time, a lot of con- – Countries have always claimed ownership of African countries and Af- the African continent as a whole. And the truth is, I think Africa is good without external without external involvement. But then, mm-hmm. because people have claimed ownership to countries like Nigeria that has that was colonized by the British and other countries that were colonized by the French and then the ones that were colonized by the Americans and all of that. You know, it's a bit difficult for them to really harness their potentials and really grow the way they should because they have vested interests. Because the people that would say, Okay, I have XYZ stake here and if it's going to affect my business, if it's going to affect my stake, sorry, this isn't happening. As mm. against doing it for the greater good. And so by the time so, Africa decides to rise up and take charge of its own, of our own continent, and our leaders decide to take charge of our countries, we stop looking at things and the perks we get from other countries and we decide we want to grow Africa as a continent, trust me, the sky is just our beginning. Wow. The sky is just our beginning. So um so do you think that because everyone has a stake in the country and we haven't like had time to like build it ourselves, is that why there's a lot of like disorganiz what do you say? Disorganization and a lot of like corruption because of that. So, like, different it's countries are like fighting, which are different tribes are fighting. Like, what, what is yeah. that causing? Like, is there a solution to that? Well, there is, but I wouldn't just say the reason is because of the external influence. It's also because people are greedy and leaders mm-hmm. are short-sighted. If you have okay. leaders that have the greater, uh, the good of the human race, of the African race at heart, things will get better. But everybody is just looking at what they can get short term and how their immediate family can be fine, which mm. is the unfortunate thing that is happening across. I don't even think it's just countries in the world that are also experiencing this. It's just that it is more peculiar to Africa because, yes, our population is large and also 
we tend to attract external forces and external influence. But mm-hmm. if our leaders decide to put their personal gains aside, greed, whatever it is, if they decide to put it aside and work for the greater good of the African continent and the countries in Africa, things will get a lot better. Trust me, people will stop running away from Africa to bring up in the chase of greener pastures. People would, if we all decide to build our countries, we wouldn't have to deal with the things we're dealing with right now. Mm. Half of the things we're dealing with, we wouldn't be dealing with it if we only fixed our own countries. It's just like, you know, fixing your house and going to your friend's house to chill. I'm sure well, your friend would get tired of you in the house. <laughs> and things will start to happen that you wouldn't like. So if right. you don't want that, fix your home such that when you visit, you go there and you earn respect. You're respected. You're appreciated. That's interesting. Okay. While we were hit on really like big points, um, I saw on I caught a clip of one of your stuff. One world religion. What? Wait, where did we miss all this with all the stuff going on? Can you say that again? Oh, got some technical difficulties here, people. Okay. Hello, you there? Yeah, hello. I can hear you now. Okay. So, wait, One World Religion was on one of your shows what is going on <laughs> okay so please please elaborate on that <laughs> okay so the first time or the initial outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic got a lot of people talking about so many things we had so many theories we had we heard a whole lot of things And as a journalist, my duty is to understand what exactly is going on and help people, you know, get good information, basically, and also hear from both sides. So we've heard that um, the whole plan is um, because there is a one-world plan, there is a sect that is planning that would have a one-world religion where everybody will be serving one God and doing the same thing. And, you know, the the whole essence for the coronavirus was to reduce the population of the world and all of that. You know, there's just so many things flying out there. And we needed to just understand why people were saying what they were saying, where it was coming from, and also check if there's any truth in all of this. And with the way everything is, you probably wouldn't even know what the truth is anymore. Yeah, you and don't. That's it. You, so you, you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so mixed up. You don't know what is what. So that's why I, was, I saw that. I was like, "What is this a thing right now?" Well, you might want to research on it, and yeah, I hope you don't get spooked and tired in the process. All too but late. Yeah, too if late. you decide yeah. to research you on it, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so I think after all this is just uh, thinking about, like, what what's the world going to look like after all this, if we do do the vaccines or not, or 
Are there going to be people that are going to be scanning people for temperatures everywhere? What's going to happen? Uh, and that the I'm going to look up at, into that one world religion thing and see how much how factual that is because I know you're not going to report it if it wasn't factual and that's like a big global view on things and it's very uh, interesting and concerning <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it is. Along with the whole 5G thing. Hmm? <laughs> the truth is, we really cannot speculate what the world will be like in the nearest future. The only thing mm-hmm. that can tell the world will be like is what we do today. It's just simple. If you sow good seeds, you will. If you do the right thing now, you would have a better future. If you continue mm. doing the wrong things, you already know what you're expecting. You can't you can't sow apples and expect to reap oranges. The world doesn't work right. that way. Life isn't like that. No. So it is what you sow that you would reap. So if we want a better future, we'd better start working on everything now and changing the things that need to be changed in now. Um, I just hope that <laughs> we collectively decide to do the right things and individually because everything starts from the family uh, there's an African adage that says, I don't know if it's peculiar to Africa alone, but it says charity begins home. If you want to raise a good leader, raise good children. If you a better society, be a better parent. It's that simple. Be a better wow. person. Because you can't actually give your children what you don't have. So if you want children, you need to be a better person first. And then you can put right. that in your children because they will see it. Mhm. <laughs> wow. All, all goes. All goes back to the African proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> back home. <laughs> we have wow. Homes in Africa. Wow. This is behave as a child. You're gonna hear one. In fact, you probably would hear five at the same time while you're behaving <laughs> as a child and your parent is trying to <laughs> discipline you. Man. Okay. Well, well uh, thank you for, for being on and for sharing your thoughts. Like, it, it's been great. Uh, to have you, you back on. And um, if there's any way we can, like, help uh, put your stuff out there, go ahead and, like, plug your show again. Um, before we head out. Okay, it's the Ola Show, and you can catch some episodes on YouTube. It's on Ola TV, O-L-A-H TV on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at Ola TV, and then my personal Instagram handle is H-O-N dot O-L-A-H. And you can also follow me on Twitter. It's H-O-N underscore O-L-A-H. And uh, how often is this show uh, filmed? Or how often do you put it up on your YouTube? We put it up. What was it again? Weekly. Okay. Is it on like a Wednesday, a Tuesday? What day? Wednesdays. It airs locally on Tuesdays, and then it goes on YouTube on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. And uh, I think my last words are, uh, I think we're going to pick up, chapter out of Olaf's book and just, you know, start with yourself and then, you know, you can build from there. Make good choices and be good to each other. 
And uh, that's all I got. So till next time, guys, take care and uh, be good to each other. And that's all I got. Later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. We got show producers. Where's she at? Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.